0: Hello, internet, and welcome to episode 60. Six zero. We did it, Mike. Episode 60. Our podcast is getting old. I know. Of ancient ways for modern days, my name is Andrew, and I am joined today by Mr. Mike Freeman. Mike, we had a a, a previous conversation right before we started recording. Would you like to share your good news with the world? <laughs> well, yesterday, my uh, my new sunglasses came in, and I,
1: I'm generally not the, the flashy guy that wants the... Something that draws a lot of attention, but these things were too cool not to order. They were a a, a throwback to G.I. Joe, and so I have these awesome green camo with American flag, G.I. Joe sunglasses just in time for spring baseball, and uh, they're something to be admired.
0: I I like them. You have the retro frame and it comes with uh, these polarized glasses that have like an orange yeah, reflected like orange is red yeah yeah and then so for our listeners because this is a an audio <laughs> medium it's got a camo green frame mm-hmm. that goes into the last tip of the frames or the the American flag red white and blue it's a very GI Joe thing which is which is pretty awesome well they say GI Joe on
1: them and you know oh, okay. I showed them off to my uh my softball team last night they didn't think they were quite
0: as cool as I thought these you know <laughs> what middle school girls, but, uh, I think they're pretty awesome. Yeah. We just, you and I were just discussing that. I I think as millennials, we're getting to that age now where all the things that we really enjoy and all the pop culture things, they're the nerdy things, the weird things to these zoomers. They just don't know. They just don't get it. They they need education. I think. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So actually our our listeners probably don't know that you, uh, you're a fan
1: of GI Joe. Yeah. GI Joe. It's, uh, you know, growing up, it was the cartoon. I'd wake up early and, you know, run upstairs and watch it. What six a.m. or whenever it was on when I was a kid, and lots of action figures as I was a kid. And then I got to that stage where I was like a teenager, and I thought it would be better use of my action figures to blow them up on the Fourth of July with fireworks. And so then, uh, when I got into my twenties, I started to rebuild my collection. Oh, and so I bought a bunch then, and comics as well. Yeah, okay. And uh, but it's been a long time since I bought anything GI Joe really, except. These
0: sunglasses. These sunglasses. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm happy you're still indulging in uh, some nostalgia here and here here and there. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Actually, I was. Uh, this is very off topic, but uh, I was watching this YouTube channel called Toy Galaxy, and it's a retrospective on the GI Joe toy. Now, I watched that one, and I also watched the one on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I bring this up is that the GI Joes came out in the early early 80s, and then seven years after their initial release. Uh, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which got the same treatment as G.I. Joe. Do you know how many years are difference between, between you and I? Seven years. Or huh? seven years. There? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're a G.I. <coughs> Joe guy, and I'm actually a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy. Yeah. So uh, all I can say is uh, I've learned that marketing is a real thing. It's got us. It, it did. It, it, it impacts children. So just something to think about parents Be careful little eyes what you see <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure so mike with that said man how are things going i hear good things are happening with your ministry in softball and baseball and oh stuff. We're,
1: we're just having a great time on the field man we the, we've had some great weather some great early spring weather here in the northwest great, yeah. and so we've been able to have consistent practices and we've been out there and man i, I Something about coaching, when you get out there, my my philosophy is every practice, if you get better, it's a win. Mm -hmm. Every game, if you get better, it's a win. And just seeing these uh, these girls and my softball team, and then I've got four, five, and six year olds on a t-ball team that I'm coaching with my youngest son, and seeing them just every time we're out there on the field. It's such a fun experience. The kids are smiling, they're enjoying it, they're improving. And so
0: I don't know, it's, it's like a sweet spot for me. I really love it. That is so cool. And I, I love that you're doing that. I think that's a good reminder for those of us who are listening from Valley that we we as a church, because we want to impact our local community, it's okay to invest in your your tribe within the community, right? For you, it's baseball, it's softball. For me, it's the fitness community with CrossFit and all that stuff. We want to reach people, connect with people. We're not isolated to just our church we no. want it we want to rub shoulders with you know, people outside <clears throat> living on mission is it It can be really natural yeah. you know it doesn't have
1: to be the awkward thing where you go up to a stranger and say hey have you trusted jesus as your personal lord and savior and if that's you i mean i've had those conversations i've gone to people i felt like god's led me to those conversations with someone i don't know but if that's all it is well you might be missing all out as well and so trying to just live in light of the gospel and you know i I actually i've been even bolder this year mm-hmm. kind of just inviting people toward the things of god toward church toward easter services and i've found it, I, you're not pushy about it if you're not pushy, people are pretty receptive and they're pretty you know they're considerate and they're open and, and so i'm just still kind of seeing what god's going to do in that community and maybe i need to find a um, a community of gi joe uh folks also right like that a G.I. Joe collectors group in Longview and uh, that's what the internet's for.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. You know, I, I'm excited that you're out there just leading the way for people to, you know, just connect with other people outside the church and just using a, a gift and a talent that you have and a passion that you have for, for sports and, and baseball. I think that's a good reminder for all people. I think sometimes we complicate things. I know I actually, I have a, I have a relationship with uh, my grocer. I don't know if we, can, if we call him grocers, but there's a guy at Fred Myers who rings me up every time. I know his name. We We talk, we, I've invited him to church. We, I just, I see him on a regular basis and you know what? It just started with the fact that, uh, I started using his name. I just say good morning to him and then we just started talking. Now I know that actually this week he's on vacation and we talked. So I, just the idea of living on mission, it doesn't have to be, you know, this huge, like you got to find and infiltrate a people group or anything, but just take advantage. Look where you
1: are. If you go to the same cafe, if you go to the same restaurant, those kind of things, you know, Jess, she goes to, um, Cafe in town, and she's gotten to know one of the baristas. And it's interesting, this last week she was there, and the barista actually used the words, I'm done. Oh, really? She's been sharing with my wife just a little by little things going on in her life. She used the words, I'm done. And my wife was like, Well, guess what? This weekend, we're starting a series on uh, I'm done. What do you do? What do you do when you get to that spot where you're done with life, when you're done with yourself, when you're done with the struggles, and feeling jaded or disillusioned and is really interesting you know the gal i don't think she came i don't know but um but even just that connection like the things we're doing in church actually is exactly what's going on with most people outside of the church yeah they just don't have anyone helping them make
0: those connections you know that actually that brings up a really good point so this last week uh you started a brand new series on easter and i think we should talk about easter here in a second but after the service someone came up to me and said andrew where is this sermon going to be available? I want to make sure that my daughter or someone else, like they hear this, they, they at least have the opportunity to listen to this message. You know what? We work hard to make sure that all of the content we create is shareable. And sometimes we, we've actually had people show up at our church because all, all we had to do was to hit the share button. On, on Facebook and someone watched it, they got connected with it, it spoke to them and then they came and checked us out. So one thing I'd like to share with our church family is like, man, if you are looking for a small, small way to be a little more mission-oriented, You can just smash that share button whenever we have a service or on our YouTube channel. If you just want to share that with other people, you don't have to be preachy about it or whatever, but if it, if you just want to share how it impacts you, I think it speaks to people and that's, it's, that's a way to get exposure to, to people who need it. Yeah, that's a cool idea, man. And and
1: the only thing I'd add on is you said that we work hard to do all this stuff. And I'd say actually you and Jackson and Steven and a few other people really put in the time to make sure it's good online content.
0: And so it's great team, man. Yeah, it is. I think shout out to Jackson. And everybody else who, who works with us. But uh, yeah, thanks for that, Mike. I don't know how to receive that. I'm, I'm a little bashful. <laughs> um, Well, switching gears. Actually, I'd like to talk about Easter. Uh, this last Easter was amazing. If you asked me about how our Easter went for 2020, I honestly don't remember. It was all online, man. It was all online. And COVID was this weird thing. And we were just this machine of services because we were doing like pre-recorded things. I don't remember. But 2021 Man, what did you think? Like, what did, like, how, like, it was just good to see new people. It was good to see our church family that we hadn't seen in a while come together. I was encouraged by that weekend. I'll tell you
1: what, same thing for me. I mean, we had some folks that, you know, you take like the Heightsight service, and, and we had some folks come that we have not seen literally in a year. Yeah. And now that they've got their vaccine and they feel a little more confident coming out, they were here. They were so, man, just to see some of their look on their faces, just how thankful they were to be back in the church family in corporate worship it, it you talk about encourage it encouraged me so much to see how deeply that the worship and church family experiences to people and remember yeah. man i just especially if you're listening to this right now and you haven't been able to get get out yet just know we miss you know we're here for you when you're ready yeah and we're gonna love to worship with you again and on top of that we had a load, a, a large amount of guests. We had some people that were invited by other folks some people mm-hmm. that I don't even know how they heard about us that showed up. And it
0: was, it was pretty awesome. You know, it, it, we did have some guests and we, you know, we, sometimes we share a little bit about the people we're inviting. And I know that there are some people who showed up and it was their first time and they have some things going on in their lives. And I was so excited that they got to hear the, at this beginning series I think it spoke directly to a lot of people, just that notion of like, man, I've come to the end of myself and just hearing a message of hope in Christ. And it's okay to face our realities because as Christians, the same power that rose Christ from the dead dwells in us for the glory of God. So God in us, he is raising us out of our own tombs. And so we don't have to live in these, these. (laughs) <laughs> in the caves of our hearts mm-hmm. And so I was excited to see these people Who could hear it I could see that they were moved They were asking some questions about the church And I was also more excited to see That some people that we invited Who have been um, just hurt by churches To show up and See a glimmer of hope in their eyes Man, I, Easter was so rad It was rad Like, I'm, I'm gonna use that 80s term There rad. you go, Calabunga yeah. dude Yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, that's, that's been good. Mike, um, today we are jumping back into Jonathan Edwards, uh, his, his resolutions. That's right. That's right. And today we are looking at the resolutions that he wrote on the Bible itself Mm -hmm. and prayer. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm excited to jump in this with you. I actually don't know what to expect. Uh, We didn't even go through this before. We did not. We sat down and
1: started talking about G.I. Joe. And then next thing we know, we we turned the
0: thing on. Yeah. So here we are. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see how this is going to uh, move us forward. Honestly, this has been edifying in many ways, because as I have reflected on the things that we've talked about, it's been great to be able to show other people like, hey, Jonathan Edwards struggled and these are some resolutions that he had for himself. This is how he was intentional with just life. And he anticipated struggles and, and other things. And he took the time to contemplate his own life in the light of scripture. And these, man, this is how he became who he was, man. This is how he was in tune with the Lord as he had his ministry. They're kind of like, you know, you set up like these are
1: my guideposts that I'm going to follow in my journey to life. And Mm -hmm. and so we, you don't have to say, I'm going to make these my exact resolutions, but I think considering how someone who went before us, Made resolutions that helped keep him on target for what God had called him to do. That really helps me as well. And today's resolutions, we're only going to cover three, and they're kind of like the uh, they're like the backbone of of growth in Christian faith, right? So we're going to look at resolutions about his his approach to the Scripture, and resolutions about his approach to to prayer, and then kind of combining those together, uh, kind of in, in the last one. And really what they're going to do is I think they're going to encourage us to remember why we make such a big deal about the study of scripture and why we make such a big deal about prayer. Cause these are not just, Hey, Andrew, have you checked your box yet today? Have you prayed today? And have you read your Bible, sometimes it comes off that way. And sometimes we get that in our mind and we, we disconnect it from what actually happens inside of us,
0: the intent and the heart change yeah. and what God's doing through our Bible reading and prayer. And so should we j- jump in? Yeah. So a, a couple of things I just wanted to <clears throat> remind our listeners, if you're listening to this for the first time or something, we've been doing this series since the beginning of the new year. Uh, we took the theme of resolutions, but we went to like stronger resolutions as in like resolves to be this way. But we're also looking at Jonathan Edwards and we we were looking at his resolutions and we, we're not going in chronological order of what he wrote, but we're kind of going by uh, thematic order. Uh, And so we've been just looking at different themes. And so if this is your first time listening, man, you can see in our episode histories that there are themes that go back and uh, you can kind of click on those and listen to those as well. And actually, I was just thinking about this really quick to uh, one of our listeners who asked, we do have a new recording schedule. Some people were wondering um, if you were used to this kind of content coming out at the beginning of the week, we actually now release this on Wednesdays. If you are Expecting something to drop on Monday. Actually, that is the weekend sermon from Valley Christian Fellowship. So f- moving forward, on Mondays we release the sermons from the, the previous weekend, and on Wednesdays we release this podcast. All on the same channel. And you can tell the difference because of the thumbnail that is um uh, that is on the channels, whether you're listening through iTunes or Spotify or any of those other other things. Oh, and last thing. Shout out to Mr. Jackson for br- making our brand new logo for Ancient Ways from Modern mm-hmm. Days. It's uh, it's crisp. I like it. It's nuanced. It is. You, you,
1: got, you got to take a little bit of time and look at it and notice some of the ways that it is, uh, really conveys more than maybe you think at the first glance. Oh,
0: yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Sorry, uh, no, anyway. Another
1: 80s reference is more than meets the eye.
0: Oh, That's, man. Oh, man. I, I love creepy crawlers. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have creepy crawlers? I do not. I do okay. not.
1: That, might, that must have been something seven years after me.
0: I, uh, I, it's that thing where you could melt plastic into making like bugs and stuff like that. Okay. It, it's basically. I remember seeing that now. What is that thing that girls had the, the easy bake oven? Easy bake. But it's for guys. The okay. Easy bake oven for guys and stuff. I didn't have one. My mom thought I'd burn myself. I probably would have burnt myself. But uh, anyway, you were referencing, referencing Transformers. I get it. I'm not dumb. So, <laughs> All right, Mike. Let's do this. Well, now you know. Yeah. And knowing half the battle. That's right. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm done. <laughs> resolved. Let, let's talk. We're going to look at resolution uh, starting 28 and actually good news to our listeners. These are easier to read. These are, these ones are a little easier to follow. Some of the language on the other ones a bit were challenging. So you want to go ahead
0: and why don't you read resolution 28? Yeah. Resolution 28 resolved to study the scripture so steadily, constantly, and frequently as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think what he's saying here, he says, there's a, there's a, what, here's what I'm resolving to do. Mm -hmm. I think he has a, how he, he has some descriptive words in accomplishing what he's setting out to do. And then he has a, why? And so the, why I think is, is the key, but, but let's start at the top. Let's study like the, 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 what, right? even though some would say, start with why we're going to start with, with what? And so he he really says, here's what I'm resolved to do. I'm resolved to study the scriptures. And, and I love that he uses the word study because um, sometimes we just read the scriptures, right? And there's, there's a a difference between reading the scriptures and studying the scriptures. I I know there's times in my life when I'm reading the the Bible and I'm just shrugging through a chapter and then another, Mm -hmm. and and actually I'm, I think that's beneficial I, I try to read large chunks of the scripture every year so that i just got it kind of fresh in my mind and so if i'm preaching about something over here i've got something else in my mind that i've got a full picture of the scripture in it but the word study it actually drills down a little bit more study means i'm actually going to be searching for its meaning mm-hmm. i'm going to be trying to we would say pull the meaning out of the text mm-hmm. so i could apply it to my life to to not just say oh there was a story and i read it but but i know what what god is trying to convey to our world to humanity to me based on his revelation right and so how do you study the scripture well there's lots of ways to do it there's there's a few really important ways you can start you know you can study on your own right and so some ways to study on your own is is learn how to read the bible Mm -hmm. learn some of the the interpretation tools um there's a great tool called the Knowable word by peter kroll Hmm. which i've recommended before um really just a helpful way of thinking through it we do a class occasionally actually where we're long past due um and yeah, yeah. doing it again which is how do i study the scripture and so if you know if a listener's like man i'd like to go to that class let us know and maybe yeah. we'll, we'll schedule that soon
0: um, actually just throwing this out there. Um, for those of us here at Valley, we started using faith life TV mm-hmm. and in faith life TV under their mobile education suite, they have a class on Bible study methods, how to study the Bible. Yeah. yeah my, my life group right now, we were going to do it exclusively, but now what we're doing is we're taking uh, a couple videos where we, we, we read them or we watch them and then we take with the skills and we're applying it to our gospel project study. So there, there are opportunities here within Valley. If you can't att- attend the class that we host, that you, you, that you teach, we have these other supplemental things as well, too. And it does go into this great detail of the difference between just reading the scriptures, and it's important to do so, versus taking the time to intentionally study scripture. Now, we, we want to basically make it so that anyone has
1: the opportunity to grow in their faith. Yes. And we want to resource you and we want to relationally kind of be there for you as well. So, so that's, you know, study on your own, learn to study on your own. One of the key ways is actually to study the Bible under b- biblical preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, biblical preaching, what it is meant to do, it, it's meant to do exactly that. It's meant to pull the meaning out of the text and present it in a compelling way that speaks to not only to the mind, but to the heart, so that the whole person is challenged to live in light of who God is and, and what Christ has done, right? And so we, we, we emphasize preaching pretty heavily here. We work hard at our preaching. I mean, you talk about working hard at the, the tech side yeah. when you preach as well. We, we, we both, we work hard at the preaching to make sure we're doing that as faithful as we can, because we, we want that, you know, 40 minutes of a Sunday sermon to be able to just encourage and challenge and help you in your growth. Yeah
0: and study the scripture, right? So, And that brings up a good point. So if you now know that the preaching of God's word is a way to study his word, that actually allows you to take a more proactive approach when attending a service. When you show up, there are study notes that you can take and you can fill in the blanks. But honestly, I, I one of my favorite ways of taking notes is just free writing my notes. I bring a notepad or my tablet and I'm writing things because also sometimes I'll, I'll be listening to a message and I'll have questions and I don't have time to answer the question right now. So I'll just write the question down later. I love when I as a preacher, meeting people who wrote down a question and it lets me know that they're engaged, that's, that's way more of a compliment to me than someone just telling me a good sermon. And then when they have a question, hey, they wrote it down because it means they're studying. So I, I would encourage anyone that if you've been attending a service for all, I, I would challenge you to, to, to study now, to take it as an opportunity to write some things down, to hash some things out. And if you don't get something, that's great. Write it down. And I, I have yet to meet a preacher who says like, I don't have time to answer any questions. Mm-hmm. I think they want to talk about it. You spend a lot of hours putting in a sermon. There's a lot of things that don't make it onto the, the message itself. So I think there's a lot of people out there who would love to talk more about the message. So absolutely. Yeah.
1: And th- there's occasionally where someone will say, Hey Mike, I'd really like to talk about this message. Can we sit down and we'll take an hour and yeah. talk through it. Right. In my, you know, uh, I- I'm going to say one more thing before we go to the next way, but uh, my kids, Right. If you ever go to the Heights Service, my, my two boys almost always go to the Heights Service. They sit in the front pew, and when they're there, if you notice, their heads down almost the entire time. Well, you know what they're doing. They're taking notes, and they like to pictorially, um, kind of describe the message, and yes. so they they will draw pictures about what I'm preaching. And so, like you, you watch, if you're if you go to the Heights, you watch after I get down from preaching it's not long before especially asher especially if jay's between asher and i he will get up he'll come over to me and he'll show me even during that next song here's what i drew dad or here's what i thought dad and like he's learning and and he's drawing a picture but he's he's drawing a picture about the things of god and he's he's studying he really is he is studying and it's sinking in and so it's you know it it doesn't have to be i got to be rigid about everything and it's got to be super studious it's actually an expression of your personality as yeah. you listen, so. That's,
0: that's, a, that's a great observation. It's it's supposed to be just engaging. So if you, don't, if you don't engage well with just like studious notes, but drawing and doodling, that kind of stuff, that's still you participating in some capacity with your personality, engaging with the message, and studying God's word. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: And this kind of lands on the third way, the third, and there's more than this, but third the, of the top three is do it in a small group. Yes. and uh, So you and, said do it on your own, <clears throat> go to a service, biblical, biblical preaching. preaching
0: and now we're saying small group yeah. yeah okay
1: yeah and so like small group my small group actually you know what we do is we we pull out the sermon and we read through the outline and the scriptures and then we have some kind of a process where we look to god what does this teach us about god and the gospel what what, what does this teach us about me myself my life what does this teach me about the mission of god and the calling and then we pray for each other and our our group it's not rocket science but it is it produces discipleship Cause we're digging into studying the word of God and applying it to life. And so th- those are some ways to study. And so he says, I'm resolved to study the scriptures, but then he uses some descriptor words and the descriptor words are how he wants to study it. Right. Yes. Yeah. What are a few of the descriptor words that you notice? I constantly steadily and frequently. Yeah. So, I mean, he's kind of being wordy here. He's like, I'm, I'm going to lay it on thick. So steadily. You know, easy, you know, steady does it. Like yep. just moving forward day after day, little by little. And he says constantly, like there's a consistency in it. There's not like a, hey, I'm going to take the next month off of studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's constant. And then frequently, like I'm not going to allow lots of time to go between it. And this is the idea of, of just a steady diet of God's word. I don't know if people realize how a steady diet of God's word will produce incredible spiritual fruit over the long term. We live in a microwave culture, right? Yeah. We, we don't want the crock pot meal. We want the microwave meal. We want to say, hey, I want to be able to, you know, I want to become an expert in this in the next 30 minutes. And if I can't, it's probably not worth my time. Right. But if you're willing to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with a Bible reading plan and I'm going to study it and you, you stick with it for a year, guess what happens at the end of the year? You look back and you say, I've really covered some ground yeah. and I've really learned the character of God. I've learned the heart of God. I've learned the ways of God. I've learned the mission of God. Like you, you can by this his words, steady, constant and frequent pursuit of studying the word of God over the course of time, you can really grow in your ability
0: to know who God is. You know, that is encouraging and that is challenging. I am a hyper emotional person and there are times when I'm like, "Man, God, I haven't spent time in the word." And so I will just well up and be like, "I'm going to start studying" book of first John. And I, I was like, I go for like several hours a day and it's, it's edifying. It's good, but it's a lot all at one time. And then because it's this emotionally driven charge, it starts to wane off. But I have found, cause you and I've had this conversation a couple times just to, to be steady. I have found that if I just practice this, like this 20 minutes of just taking the time and just steadily increase it, that has been a lot better then, uh, kind of like crash dieting or binge dieting, yeah, you know what that's I mean? a Good illustration. Yeah. yeah. And, and instead of just being dramatic about it, just like, okay, just small, simple steps to write down a couple questions. I'll look into this a little bit more later. And just to keep that going, that is so much more beneficial. And uh, that, so his, his word of stead, steady is, is, in, is challenging to me. And I, I actually, I needed to hear that. That's yeah. cool.
1: You know that, that that's encouraging for me to hear. You know, and and that's part of why our our valley reading plan it's not a it's not a big chunk of scripture to read every week. We're not trying to bury you in scripture. In fact, a lot of Bible reading plans they'll go through the entire Bible in a year. We actually that's not our pace.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll go through the Old Testament over the course of a year, and then the New Testament every year. So that slows us down substantially. It takes a you know a number of chapters off your plate every day. And the reason is is not because we want Bible light here. Actually, we want Big, big on the Bible. Right. Uh, but what we want is we want it to be a uh, a manageable amount mm-hmm. so that someone's not like overwhelmed saying, I can't do this. No, you, you actually can. You can take a little bit of time. You can get through this if, if you just steadily, day after day, yep. plod forward. Um, and so even before we go on to to the why, I, I would say, okay, let's let's think about being steady in our Bible reading. Well, I would say first of all, how how consistent and how frequent and how steady are you when it comes to the weekend service? Uh, I'd really challenge someone if they're inconsistent in their weekend worship. I, I would ask you to reconsider. I'd ask you to pray through that. Mm-hmm. Because the the steady um corporate worship and being in under the word of God biblically preached, that will do wonders for you in over the long term. Oh, over the long term, over the long term. <laughs> And then second is, is how about you and your own personal pursuit of reading the Bible? How steady are you? Are, are, do you have a plan? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a plan, I'd encourage you to jump on to Valley's reading plan. And then the third is, have you taken that step to maybe find a small group? We we have more and more small groups now where they've kind of reemerged little by little. And if you're saying, man, I, I'm not in one. I would really like to be. Let us know. And we would love to connect you. Yep. But, but then we get to the why. He says, here's why. Is to find perceive and grow in knowledge and not just like knowledge, like, Hey, uh, how do I change a tire, but knowledge, like the, the most important knowledge in the world, the knowledge of the word of God, Mm -hmm. how do I know God? How do I grow in God? How do I walk with God? How do I live a life that's built on God's word? In fact, this makes me think of uh, the passage in Matthew chapter seven, Jesus is speaking here. Would you be up for reading that passage? Matthew, Matthew seven. Yeah. Is
0: that 24 through 27? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great was the fall of it
1: now jesus is just a master of this word picture right here you know anyone can understand the picture that he's painting for us and and the picture he's painting for us is a picture of a life built on his word and a life not built on his word so when edwards is saying i'm resolved because i want to find and perceive and grow in knowledge of the word of god he's saying i want to i want to make sure my house is built on the rock i don't want to be someone who's on sifting sand and and kind of in danger of of you know, spiritual ruin. Right. Okay. And so that, that's the the picture he uses here is okay, let's build our house on the words of Christ on on the word of God. And so I guess my final encouragement here is man, if, if you're sitting here thinking, I'd like to be more intentional here, start with a plan, figure out a plan to get into the word. Yeah. And also like, remember, seek progress you're gonna mess up you're gonna miss a day you're not gonna be perfect but seek that progress over perfection and and you'll go fine you'll do just fine you'll Mm -hmm. miss a day i always tell people if you miss a few days in your bible reading plan don't put all that pressure of oh i gotta make it all up Mm -hmm. you don't just start over the next day pick up make it manageable that way you can move forward slow and steady right so that's that's resolution um 28, I think we'll go on to the next one now. Um, I think we've kind of covered this pretty yeah, pretty thoroughly.
0: I think so. So 29? Yep. You want me to read it? Go for it. Okay, it says, Resolved. Never to count that a prayer, nor to let that pass as a prayer, nor that as a petition of a prayer, which is so made that I cannot hope that God will answer it, nor that a confession which I cannot hope God will accept. That was pretty wordy.
1: Yeah, he's a little more wordy here, right? He, he's saying, I'm, I'm never going to try to pray in a way that uh, I, I don't hope that God's going to answer it or with a confession that, that God will not accept, right? So he's saying, when when I am communicating with God, so you think Bible reading, God's communicating with me, right? Then when I'm praying, he's saying, I want to pray in a way that that I can have a hope that God will answer my prayer and that he will accept the words that I'm saying, my confession, and so if I'm boiling this down, Edwards is saying, I want to pray in two ways. First of all, pray in faith with a hope that God will answer, like with this faith that God will answer. And then I'd say pray in wisdom with, with the hope that God will accept it. Because, you know, if, if you're praying and you're praying like, God, would you um, give me a Lamborghini and God, would you do X, Y, and Z that's outside of your will? Mm, you don't have much, uh, much hope that he's going to accept that prayer. Right. 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 So uh, praying faith, trusting that God can and will answer your prayer, praying earnestly, praying with a, with a great desire and and a boldness before him. God, I know you're all powerful. I know you're sovereign. I'm coming to you asking for these things. And then next is, is praying in wisdom. It's kind of checking your heart based on what God's word said and, Mm -hmm. and make sure you're not praying in a way that's like, Focusing on your kingdom instead of His kingdom,
0: does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It actually makes me think about our last topic last week, uh, the idea of fasting, because we—it's not that we can change the will of God, but when we fast and when we weaken ourselves like that, our prayers do change. Our prayers—you—you you come to God and you ask for certain things, and God answers the prayers that aren't that are against us. Well, He says no. You know and what that does though is that we as we seek him out in those times we start to grow in wisdom we start to realize that God starts to change our prayers so it is in line with his will I, I it was I, you sharing that was I think was a good callback to just even last week and just the idea of those spiritual practices mm-hmm. and prayer and this is this is exciting in the sense that prayer does con- constantly change us. It keeps us in line with the will of God just to be in harmony with the spirits leading. Yeah. You
1: don't want to go to God and, and ask him for things that are outside of his will. Right. Right. And so how do you know what's in his will? Well, through reading the word mm-hmm. and and then honestly, through even the act of prayer, when you're approaching him humbly, there's that, I mean, we talked about it this last week with Good Friday, Jesus in the garden, Lord, if there's any other way, let this pa- this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. I, th- I think that flavors our prayer. That That's a model of prayer. It makes me think of James chapter one, verses five and six. James writes, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. This is saying like when I'm asking God for wisdom, even in like wisdom and how to pray, let let us trust, let's have that, that faithful, like that prayer in faith, knowing that God can answer our prayers, but let's do it also praying for wisdom so that our prayers will line up with God's will. That's right. Right. Yeah. And that way I'm not um tossed around like like uh, a ship in the the waves people who if if you if your life situation is determining your your approach to god right like god if if i don't get out of this difficult situation you must not be real mm-hmm. that's in my experience that's the kind of person that they're kind of like a ship in the sea Mm -hmm. tossed around if life's good oh praise god and if life's bad oh god must not care or god must not love or god must not be strong and this is pushing against that saying no let's trust god and let's have faith that
0: he's faithful and yet let's look to him for wisdom and how we pray you know it's interesting when we talk about what you just said when people are tossed about like that, they are tossed about by their emotions is what's, and so it's their emotions that dictate reality, but that's not a good way to interpret the world that is around us. We, we want to be people of wisdom. And if you are a wise person, you can, a wise person I think can acknowledge their emotions, but does not succumb to their emotions. Now that's not to call someone unwise or stupid. If that's, if that's something you struggle with, because I think for me, there is a threshold that after a while I'll give in to my emotions and I have mm-hmm. to wake up like I have to wait like come to myself as the the, the bible will say sometimes and it's just a continual practice of like practicing wisdom meditating on the scriptures so that I have something to hold on to in those times of trouble and turmoil we've said this a lot before and I'll say it over and over
1: again but but your emotions are real Mm -hmm. but they're not always true Right. Right. What you feel in those moments, they are absolutely real. You are an emotional person. God, I'm an emotional person. God makes us with emotions. Some of the people that say they're the least emotional people, they're actually the, some of the most, they just don't want to equate what they're, you know, they're actually experiencing with their emotions, right? You're laughing.
0: Yeah. No, I, I have this realization every time that every time I meet someone who says, I'm not an emotional person, I'm like, usually my response is in my brain. You're right you have one emotion and that's anger. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, that's what I'm, I'm laughing about. Sorry. Now,
1: I get you. So maturity though, mm-hmm. is being able to say, okay, right now, let me give you an example. Right now. I don't feel loved by God. Okay. Does that feel feeling real? Absolutely. But is it true? Well, according to God's word, I am loved. Because God showed it on that cross, the death of his son, and he showed it in that grave through the resurrection of his son, right? Like I am loved regardless of how I feel right now, you know? And so being able to battle that with truth, not just in my relationship with God, like every relationship is this way. What do I know is true about this person? What do I know is true about this
0: relationship? That's where maturity comes from. You look like you had a thought. Yeah, I was. So I, I've been reading some stuff about neuroscience, but also I, I think about David in Psalm one nineteen eleven. right? I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. And that idea that David, he dwelled on the word of God, which is interesting to me. If I were to just bring it to a, a modern day illustration that m- most people today When we succumb to our emotions, what we are actually doing is we are succumbing to the amygdala of our brain. And what has lost control is our prefrontal cortex. But what's interesting is that if you practice chewing on the word of God, just focusing on him, you're actually exercising your prefrontal cortex, which allows you to reason back out of your emotions and to actually see the world clearly. It's interesting that the scriptures teach us to meditate on the God's word, even Psalm 1. Those who, who meditate on God's law day and night. light is the law of the Lord. That's right. They won't be tossed to and fro by the teachings of this world, by the emotions of your own heart. It's a, uh, there's a lot of here too, just prayer and wisdom, you it's know, like God's design. It actually works, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: and the, the other thing I'd say is, you know, it really helps having brothers and sisters in the Lord that when you're in those emotional moments, they're able to ask you the question, but what is true right now? You know, I think about some of those times we try to battle that alone and we never come to someone and say, Hey, Andrew, here's what I'm feeling right now. And I'm all upside down. And, and, you know, we pray for me and in that prayer or in that even like, well, what's true or, you know, like having people that have your back and that will walk with you through that
0: goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Right. And
1: I know we're getting off the, the beaten path
0: a we little are, bit, but this is all connected. It is. It, I think I would connect that straight up to wisdom because I, I define wisdom as knowledge applied. Not just known, but it's applied. And so when we think about what we know to be true in scripture, we need to apply that to our lives so we can hold on to the hope of Christ. So yeah, I I think that, man, that was a good topic. It's a good discussion right there.
1: You know, the last uh, resolution I want to look at today, 64, it says, resolved to strive every week to be brought higher in religion and to a higher exercise of grace than I was the week before. And it's a pretty cool way of saying, I I, I'm striving every week to, to grow further along this week than I was the week before. And, and so he says, I want to strive for a higher religion. And I would, I would say this is a higher expression of a relationship in Christ as seen in the scripture, Mm -hmm. right? Not just like religious ritual, but, but true religion built on the gospel. Like I'm living for Christ and it's impacting every part of my life. And then he says to do this with a higher exercise of grace. And, and, you know, we, we talk about means of grace. Well, what, what is a means of grace? But a way of experiencing the grace of God in our lives. Well, two of the chief ones are studying the scripture and prayer. Yeah. When these things are part of your life day by day, when, they, when they're kind of like just etched into who you are and become more and more of how you think and how you operate, this is how you, week after week, achieve
0: a, a higher, what he would say, a higher religion. Yeah. This is how you grow. I you know what's interesting is that this this is the language of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I think it's important for Christians to realize that we we're called on this journey. Even after we have accepted Christ, God begins to to change us and mold us continually. We are constantly being challenged to grow in the likeness of Christ. So it's if if you are challenged with the idea of like like even today, we're talking about reading the Bible and we talked about manageable reading plans. And if you get to a point where you're like, well, I can't read the Bible. This is too much for me. A fixed mindset says, this is too much. I can't do this and doesn't even attempt. Whereas a growth mindset sees the call of God says, okay, maybe I can't do five or six chapters. Maybe I can't even do three chapters. But if you're the kind of person, I was like, I'll just take 10 minutes to get through as far as I can. That will grow and you will grow over the course of time. And that discipline will continue to mold you and shape you. I'm, uh,
1: meeting with a guy right now and, uh, cool guy, really building a fun friendship with him. I like him a lot. When we started meeting, he says, Mike, I don't read. Uh, I don't like to read. Mm-hmm. I, it takes me a long time to read stuff. And so we started kind of troubleshooting. We'll go, we got to figure out a way to get in the word of God. And we talked about listening and, um, you know, that wasn't really a good fit. And he, he decided on his own. He's like, I'm going to read this thing that I had like one verse a day. And then like a couple sentences of describing it or commentary. Okay. Cool, that's where you're at. Awesome. Well, a few months later, he came back and he's like, "Well, you know what? I I decided I'm doing the Valley Reading Plan on his own. No, no pressure. I mean, I just kind of if it wasn't on the table for him, wasn't on the table. We've been meeting for months now. Mm -hmm. And he comes in, he's he's got questions about what he's reading. He's thinking deeply about it. He's doing. He's reading it with his wife. His last week we met, dude. He's he's using this. He's sharing his faith at work. Like just." Like very casually, openly, but in the most real way, the more he's reading the word of God, the more his life in Christ is just, it's emanating from him. And it's that growth mindset. Yeah. He started with Mike, I can't do this. Okay, well, let's figure out where you can start. Mm -hmm. Let's start with even the smallest step. Well, he's well beyond that now. He's well beyond that now
0: because of that growth mindset. Yeah. I think it's important for people to remember that like, if I... When I was much younger, and actually I still find them out. There are people that I look at and I think to myself, man, this person is a giant in the faith. Man, they're, they're reading the Bible. They know so much about the word. They know all these things. And I, I can't ever be like that. And I meet people who think that we're like that. You know, you, you, you and me, Mike. And I, sometimes I like to remind people that at one point in time, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up in a lot of things. And it's just over the course of time. And you put time on your side, take these small steps and they're consistent. Kind of like he's like steadily, consistently, frequently. Mm-hmm. You put, you do that, man, you'll grow in your knowledge and your experience of God. You, you called me up like a month or two ago and you were talking about like, you were excited cause you finished, you, you were looking over how much you've read in the last year and you've, t- you've taken these small steps just to read a little bit, right? For education purposes. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the compound effect. That's, that's the, the slight edge. That's, that's a growth mindset mm-hmm. and that's i think that's important for people to remember that like these people who are um who are super talented or good at whatever they started somewhere yeah and it they just grew into that and most people can too actually i would, I would argue all people can
1: and then the the other side of this coin is to remember that even if you feel like you have some achievement you've you're not even close oh yeah like, what do they say? The, the, the more you know, the more you don't know. Correct. Right? Like, I, I'm just, I'm humbled mm-hmm. by how, how much knowledge is out there about the things of God that I haven't even touched yet. And I want to, and you can't do it all at once. And so that, that drives me to continue to push myself, to continue to read the Word. And, and every time I read through the Bible, again, it, I learn more. I grow more. It, there's more connections. And so
0: it, 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 you never stop. Right. You never stop. I think it's important for people to see themselves as a student and not a master, because if you're a student, you'll always have more to learn because there's always going to be someone who knows more than you and you can always learn from them. That's right. So
1: I want to um, kind of bring it to an end with this passage from second Peter uh, chapter one verses five through 10. This is a passage on kind of the trajectory of growth and it, it even has a promise built into it. Okay. And so um, how about I just read it? It says for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith, with virtue. He's saying add to your faith virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness. He's talking about all of these things continuing adding on to them. He says, and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. Verse eight, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing... It's not that you get one and then you move to the next and you never return to the next, the previous. If they're yours and they're increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore brothers be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election for if you practice these qualities you will never fall. This is a promise that if you have that you what you would call a growth mindset, a biblical growth mindset, where you are not perfect but you are striving with that steadfast, consistent and frequent approach to God and his word and in prayer and allowing that impact your character, then then you will you won't be ineffective or unfruitful in your, your knowledge of the word of God, God will actually use you for his purposes. You will grow. And, and it keeps you from that, that edge where sometimes believers fall, right. Mm -hmm. And not just like I stumbled, but like fall and fall. Yeah. So uh, just, I, I guess where we're ending with this is these resolutions, whatever they look like for your life, I would encourage you to have some sort of a resolution around the word of God and prayer that aims you at consistent, frequent, and, and like this steadfast vision of, I am growing.
0: Yeah. I'm changing. You know, as I, as I think about the conclusion of this episode, it would be easy for someone to hear all this and then be like, Oh man, you guys are right. I need to be reading the Bible more. I need to be praying more. And that's don't let the guilt, don't let guilt or shame lead you to this. But the idea, the idea that like, if, you're, if you're feeling a conviction right now, that what that is actually is that's God calling you closer that's God calling you closer is what's happening right now. There is a loving God who's calling you closer to himself. So with that, it, the idea isn't to just start emotionally uh, um, like responding to this, like the way I would normally like, respond. Like, All right, I'm going to pull up my bootstraps. I'm going to read the entire Bible next week. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that, that's not the right approach. If you feel that call, just take a step closer. The whole idea of these resolutions is that Jonathan Edwards was intentional. And I think that's what, what is one thing you could do this upcoming week that could be just intentionally you moving forward with your relationship with God? Well said, man. Well said. Well, Mike, thank you for sharing that. I think that was an amazing conversation. Uh, Like always, could you please close us in prayer? Let's do it.
1: Father, I do just ask that you would give each of us a, a newfound resolve to grow God, I pray that we would be like the man who who builds his house upon the rock, that we would build our house, our lives upon your word. And as we do that, Lord, it would keep us from, from being washed away. It would keep us solid in the storms and the difficulties of life. Father, I pray that you would lead us to be those who come to you earnestly in prayer, who who our first response in the difficulties of life is not to complain, not to gripe, not to grumble, but instead to humbly come before you and, and pray asking for your wisdom and, and to pray in faith, pray knowing that you are God, that you love us and that you're all powerful. And ultimately, God, I, I pray for our listeners that we will have this experience where week after week, we see that we are, we are growing in grace and in truth. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.